Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Nobody. Fernando Alonso, congratulations. You are driver of the day. Thank you for those battles you gave us. Talk us through them. Well, first of all, congratulations to the team, to Esteban. This is an amazing day for Alpine. I'm so happy for the guys. And uh, yeah, we race hard, we race clever. Not bad for an old guy, Fernando. <laughs> yeah, still. <laughs> still, uh, still doing my best, but uh, this is uh, an amazing track for uh, for this team, and we did it again. Klaus, Klaus, hello, Klaus, wake up, because Klaus, it's time to hand the mic over to a man, a man that's been seen lurking around the Turkish bathhouses, hoping for a little bit of a slap and tickle. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Grab it with both hands because it's your main squeeze, Coldy, aka the Coldopotamus lurking on the riverbeds, thinking all the things Formula One. And if you're out and about and you just see my Ferme, you happen to see it. Please just be gentle and bark it on. I've been there as it is. The parking in my Fermi show, the number one comedy F1 podcast. If you don't mind. That is according to my mum, of course, and she's never wrong. We have all the news, discussion, opinions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, sprint race, goss, and more. If it's happened in Formula One, <laughs> you bet you're sweet behind. I've made sure Klaus has typed something up for me to say on my little teleprompter right here. Isn't that right, Klaus? Well, oh, he's asleep again. 
Episode 77 is coming at you hard and fast. So don't be down like a clown, Charlie Brown. Just head over to parkingtomyfermate.com if you've got an inkling to download all the episodes you've missed out on. They're all sitting there ripe, juicy, ready to be plucked. Download all of them, I dare you. Better yet, look down at your podcast listening device right now. You see that sexy, sleek, subscribe and follow button? Well, you better spank that button like it was your high school crush. That way... You get to hear my sexy, smooth, sweet, 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 sweet sounds two times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with a girl to bottom us twice a week. Yes, Klaus, what is it? Yeah, I know. I know I was about to mention that. You shut up, you idiot. Sorry, guys. What I was saying before, before I was rudely interrupted, was that we have some socials. Add Parker in my verbate on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. As long as Facebook and Instagram aren't disabled... That is, what the hell happened there? But on the show today, we are going to be talking about Formula One and their love affair with sprint racing. Lando Norris opens up about mental health. And the problem with the 2022 car is already being shared with us. That and the top five moments of the season so far, as well as much, much more. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. I'm excited. I'm up and about. Get around them, boys and girls. It's going to be an absolute fun one. We aren't going to worry too much about the foreplay right here. I say we just settle up and ride. Let's just get right into it. Let's make sweet love to each other. And uh, I mean that in in the non-weirdest way possible. So get comfortable, my pretties, because it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Thank you, guys. What do you think? Do you think that was a smooth operator? (laughs) Smooth operator. operator. I think that was the smoothest operation of my life. <laughs> yeah, man, you sent them. Formula One did something remarkable this year. I'm shocked too. They added sprint races at three Grand Prix. There was the one in Monza, the one at Silverstone, and there'll be one in Brazil. Now, the sprint races themselves were ordinary. There was nothing too exciting about the two we've had so far. Nothing to really write home about. But the fact that they have attempted to do something is what I find remarkable. What they want to do. Have something that's a a main event. Something that means something. Happening all three days on the race weekend. Getting the bums on seats. Getting the eyes glued to the TV sets. Formula 1 are trying. And that's really... I mean, I'm happy with that. They're not sitting back, resting on their laurels. It's very common for Formula 1 to to be comfortable, to do a blockbuster or a Kodak. Not move with the times, not adapt or evolve, even when at the top of their games and eventually they failed. Kodak famously decided not to embrace the digital camera as it would eliminate the need for the film that they sell. And Blockbuster had a chance to even buy out Netflix in the 90s and they chose not to. They were scared. They were scared of the unknown. Actually, I think it might have been even in the 2000s. They stuck with the status quo. They didn't want to risk it to get the biscuit. No, and that's what you've got to do. They lived so far into the comfort zone that they were... If they moved from the, the, the comfort zone, uh, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be comfortable, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that one. But we recently went through the pros and cons of the sprint races it's a couple of episodes back go check it out and the conclusion was basically this 
we need more time to determine if it's good or bad. But apparently I'm in the minority. Formula One and Stefano Dominicali cannot wait to bring it back next year and ramp up the numbers, he said. This is what he had to say. He said, we said at the beginning of the year that there would be three tests this year to make sure that we have a right plan for the future. The vast majority of the comments we received were super positive. I call bullshit on that. Promoters are super happy because there is something new and important on a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday. We are receiving this positive feedback. Therefore, we know we need to know next year. We have a great plan where we will consider also the points highlighted by people who did not like the format. Generally speaking, it has been an incredible success. I can say we would not go everywhere with the sprint quality format. It is something we want to keep for one third of the races more or less and to connect with a certain different way of giving rewards and points and to connect with specific circuits that as you know, would make the difference. So there is a lot of food for thought. We will involve all the stakeholders, broadcasters, drivers, teams, promoters, and fans. We won't forget our role is to make the right decision and to consider all the points and points of view of everyone. Hey, Dominicali, listen here. That was good. I'm happy for once. Look, this isn't even a complain piece right now. I'm just, I'm just in here talking. If they want to do one third of the calendar, it will probably be what seven or eight races. And I think they're planning on a 23 race season next year. I think we'll find out in about a week, week and a half's time whether or not that's possible. But I think a massive importance needs to be placed on where those sprints are held and to make sure they actually mean something. We can't have this just three, two, one point system for first, second, third. Give them something like a 10, 9, 8 all the way through to one for, for where they finish. Let everyone have a crack and make an impact on the championship. We've gone through the problems with it currently, but the sample size is just way too small with the two races we've had so far. They've been a bit lackluster. There's been no fight for them. Teams are too scared of damaging their cars. They don't want to spend that money. So agreed we should look at it more next season. But we can start adapting those changes now because the last thing we want Formula 1 to become is the next blockbuster or Kodak. But now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula 1 stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Oh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Here's one for you. Little fun fact with the stat of the week. If Sebastian Vettel had enough fuel in his car at the end of the Hungarian GP, both Max and Lewis would be on the exact same amount of points. Ooh, really? <laughs> also, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. That was your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, bada bada boo. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. That yeah, was a such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. And Kimi, for info, we have a penalty 10 seconds for unsafe release. So we have. And 
don't know what to tell you. Yeah, what to make I don't think we should um, sit back and do nothing. I think it's our time to talk about the news. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news. Pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. Ooh, class. It is pimp news time, Klaus. Have, have you got? Uh, have you seen Whistleman? Have you seen him today? It's been it's been a few weeks since we've had him in. How's he feeling? Feeling good? All right. Play play that music. Play that funky music, white boy. There we go. Oh, there we go. Damn, I like it. It's been a while since I've heard the news music because we've been so focused on the races, so focused on changes and all this and that. Time to just break it down and talk about some of the news. We're going to start with something very serious indeed. Lando Norris, he opened up about some mental health issues he had during his rookie season. You've got to remember, these guys are young. They're under an immense amount of pressure. They have been, and it doesn't start in their rookie season in Formula 1. It starts at a young age, karting through to Formula 3, 2, 1, all of that jazz. So when... Norris made it as a rookie into Formula 1. He opened up about some of the issues that he has had. He said, I guess people from where they just watch TV, they don't realize many things that a driver goes through. And it's a bit of a shame. But there are more programs now where you get to see what the driver is like behind the scenes and the amount of the pressure and stress that they have to cope with. Especially at my age. Coming into Formula 1 at 19, there's a lot of eyes on you. So dealing with all those kinds of things took its toll on me feeling like i don't know what's next if this goes wrong if i don't go out in the next session and perform what's going to happen what's the outcome of all of this am i going to be in formula one next year what am i going to do because i'm not really good at many other things in my life so just all of that and then just feeling really depressed a lot of the time but i have a bad weekend i just think i'm not good enough and things like that when they start adding up over a season, and then the social media side of it all, that can really start to hurt you. Now, I think it's very important what he said at the end there. Yes, I think all the drivers are under this immense pressure as soon as they come into the sport, especially at this level. They're coming in as a rookie. They're going to be under so much pressure to perform. But he mentioned at the end, that social media side. The cameras are now given all the access. I don't think we're seeing anything... It's now a lot more normalized because we as fans can see that behind the scenes action. We can see the politics involved, the way the, the drivers are sometimes treated like pawn pieces moving around all the time. We see all that now. We knew about it, we heard about it, but now we see it all. That plus the social media side of it. Can you imagine if Ayrton Senna had Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? That man would be canceled or he would have been canceled so many times. Slide into DMs. He, I put money on it right now. And Senna would have slept with someone underage if he had Instagram. I'm just saying. The amount of pressure that these guys have. You don't think I don't slide into those drivers' DMs? I'm sliding in all the time. You think I'm happy talking to you guys? I don't want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to one of them. I want to interview them for you. I 100% am an advocate as well for mental health. And if you're having any problems at all... Do reach out and speak to a professional or speak to a loved one. 
someone that can listen to you and take you seriously. I actually really am happy that Lando Norris did this. It's rare that athletes at the top of their game come out and actually say they, they struggled, they found it difficult at times. So well done, Lando Norris. I applaud you to die. Moving on. Lando Norris then also had a bit of uh, but, uh, not so nice words for the 2022 car. Now, we haven't seen much of this 2022 car. We've seen it at Silverstone. They had it on display. We know about the upgrades. We know there's probably going to be a few teething issues, especially in those first few races and after testing. But now a lot of these drivers are doing a lot of simulation work with these 2022 cars to see just how they handle, the, getting used to the size of them, hitting those apexes right, the vision, the field of view, all of that sort of stuff. They need to get used to. So when we have race one in Bahrain next year, probably Bahrain, that they're good to go. And, and the team that can get out to that jump, get on top of their car early, are going to be very, very hard to mow down the rest of the year. Now, this is what Norris had to say. He said it's a very different car to drive. In a way, not as nice as this season, but I think hopefully that that's the same case with every other team as well. And we'll see. There's no point trying to think it's an amazing or terrible car. You will just have to do the best job you can. Hopefully, next season, we will go into preseason test with a good car. The only car we've seen is the one at Silverstone. The car we have in the factory, it's not even a car. It's a drawing and some paper. I don't think we will see it for many, many months. Maybe not until next year in a way. We've seen some of the different things with the car, but every week it's very easy to make changes and make it quicker and quicker. Eventually, after three or four races, you hopefully will be on top of the car and on top of the regulations enough that the performance of the car will dictate the results you will get, as we see now. In terms of adaptation, I don't think it's going to be a big difference it's just some hard work or harder than any other winter because we will have to spend a little bit more time in the simulator together with the team. Look, this is just getting me more and more excited. The fact that he's not 100% pleased with it so far, I think it's honestly just because it's different. His whole Formula 1 career, what's, this is his fourth season, third season, fourth season. You know, he's only known one car. And that car's getting better every year. Now, all of a sudden, you're asking the team, well, you're not, but the FIA asking the team, let's create a brand new car from scratch. Now, that, that car, you've got to jump in that and get that same sort of feel for it. Especially at McLaren 2, where you can see that one car definitely favours one driver over another. You know, that car is built for Lando. He's done very well with what he's been given as well, and he's outperforming that car. But that car's a very good car, and now they've got to go back a step to move sideways to then go forward again. You know, they've got to really change what they're doing to then go forward. I don't know. I'm really excited. I think it's going to throw a lot of teams off. I don't think any, I, don't, I think you've got to be absolutely crazy to try and predict who will be up the front next year. I still think it's going to be the Mercedes and Red Bull, but it's, it's going to be very interesting to watch. Very, very interesting to watch indeed. But that is going to do it for the news. Ooh, we're just having a nice, short, sharp, shiny show today. Not much to really go through a report. I'm going to do the full Turkish Grand Prix race preview in the next episode. Really dive deep, session by session, to exactly what's going to happen. Break it all down. I'm excited. I'm excited to do that. Turkish Grand Prix, weather's going to be wet again. But, uh... 
But you know, you know what I'm really here to do. I'm here to tell you about the brand new shirt that's just hit the merch store. Park it in my firmmate.com slash merch. Link in description. Go check it out because we have to honor the great man, the hero, Daniel Ricardo, Big Dick Danny Rick. He has his own shirt now. Wear it. Tag him in it on Instagram. Let him know about it because we need to get the word out about this. He's the hammer. The man is the human tripod. He can barely walk normally because he's too busy trying to give you what you want. But I'm giving you the shirt. So really, what is it I'm doing? That's right. I am giving the people what they want. And what they want is the Big Dick Danny Rick t-shirt in black or white. All sizes available. A little bit cheaper than the regular merch too. I'm not five off because I love you guys that much. Shipping? Klaus, we're doing shipping? Shit. No, I can't hear you. I can't, I can't hear Klaus. Therefore, shipping's free. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. That's it. People getting free shipping. That's what you want. Klaus, what was that? Shipping's $10. No, too late. I already said it's free, Klaus. So hurry up. Go to parkinginmyfairbay.com slash merch. Pick up a big dick Danny Rick t-shirt with that free shipping. Ooh, we. This is the kind of thing I do for you because my precious, my cherubs, my muffins. I just, I love you so much. And I love to. That's it. Ow. Forgive the people what they want. Well, well, yeah, yeah. All right, boys and girls. Settle in, settle in. Quiet down, please. Quiet down. Because it's time for... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 Moments of the Year so far. All right, we have had some incredible moments. This has got to be one of the best seasons we've had in recent time. I'm looking back probably 2012. 2016 was good because we had a championship battle, but 2012, those races were incredible. 2010, those races were incredible. 2021? What year are we? 2021. The races are fantastic. Every every weekend, something's happening. Some sort of drama. Something to really get your bums and eyes glued to that TV screen. You just want to see what happens next. You really are, are wanting to desperately know. It's like a sitcom right now. I feel like I'm watching Bold and the Beautiful. I'm, I'm Ooh, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? So, let's relive some of the moments. Now... This is actually, it took me about 20 minutes to get this list together because I, initially it was like 20 things. So much has happened this year that I, I need to, I narrowed it down to five. These are just my top five things. This is Cody's that's it. top five. Klaus, I don't need to tell you one more time. If you do not hit that button, no food. I'll lock you up in that cage again. You want to do that? You want to do that? Okay. That's what I thought. All right, so top five things, top five moments of the year so far. Number five, I mean, we're going out to Baku. Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Oh, if you don't remember, street circuit, Azerbaijan. We had Charles Leclerc qualify fastest on pole. We had Sergio Perez win the race. We had Seb Vettel on that race restart get a podium. 
and driver of the day and a really uh, really interesting radio message take a listen to that Sebastian Vettel moved teams. He picks up his first podium for Aston Martin and their first podium in Formula One. Sebastian Vettel, congratulations. You are driver of the day. Thank you. What Thank a you. race. Sum that one up for us. P2 from P11. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not, I haven't got much time to sum it up. I need to go to my guys, but uh, it's a bit weird. Who, who, who gave you my number? <laughs> yes, mate, well done. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Great job. Hey, that's a podium, man. That's a wrap. Thank you. Car was amazing today. But what the moment of the of the race was? That moment was when Max Verstappen's tire blew. He went careening into a wall at a squillion miles an hour. Lucky to be alive. Take a listen to that happen it can go right down to the checkered flag and look at oh and that's max verstappen max verstappen on the main straight leading this race now out of this race sergio perez leads from lewis hamilton that is a 200 mile an hour crash for max verstappen and that is also red bull's first one two in many a long year, taken out of them as well. And the red flag has now come out. The race is now going to stop. Then after that, red flag out. We need to restart the race. We're basically getting a little glimpse at a restart here, a little sprint quality action right now. We're going to have Hamilton second, Perez on pole. Ooh, and Mercedes was struggling all day around Baku, but for whatever reason, Hamilton found a little bit of that pace. He was always getting that toe on that last sector. Just take a listen as to what happened. Brakes smoking on Lewis Hamilton's car. Perez on pole, Hamilton alongside him on the front row. Perez gets away well. Hamilton with wheel spin. Sebastian Vettel is coming at them as well. Perez tries to cut off Hamilton, oh! who locks up and goes straight on. Perez leads from Sebastian Vettel and then comes Pierre Gasly and Charles Leclerc. And Hamilton has gone from second in the race to falling out of the points as they tiptoe their way around turn two. We lost the championship leader with a crash. We lost his main rival with a lockup at the restart. This has not been a good day for the top two in the championship. Oh my God, Hamilton. Oh, you got to keep your fingers off the magic button, my man. Cody's top five. Moments of the year so far. Number four, Hamilton again. A lot of these are going to be Hamilton Verstappen incidences. But this is one of the more iconic images seared into my brain from this year. Fast forward to Hungary. We're just about to go on a summer vacation. But it looks like Hamilton's mind has already done that. Because after Bottas goes bowling at the start, actually, no, let's play the start of this race where Valtteri Bottas takes out half the field. Take a listen. Lights out and away we go. And Hamilton does get away very well indeed. Bottas doesn't. Verstappen's already nearly alongside him. And there goes Lando Norris down the inside. It is Hamilton ahead of Verstappen. Bottas has dropped three or four places. And there's Lando Norris touched. And into each other goes Valtteri Bottas and Sergio Perez. And that's the Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri getting caught up as the McLaren spun round with the Ferrari as well. And Max Verstappen, I think, has gone tumbling down the order. Yeah, Max Verstappen has got caught out with that. On board now with Valtteri Bottas. And he made contact with both Red Bulls there. Bottas took out both Red Bull cars. 
Lance Stroll. Oh, just arriving far too quickly into the scene. Uh, it's a red flag. We are stopping this race while the marshals can clear the debris, the damage you can see on car number 33. Okay, so we're restarting. We're doing another formation lap at the start here. Everyone's on intermediates at this stage. All right, Hamilton goes out first. And as we're doing the formation lap, George says this? Average everyone is going to box. Slicks indeed. It's going to be slicks. Take a listen to what happened. Standing by and they are ready with tyres. They are the red tyres. Is he going to dive into the pit lane? No, he's not. But Esteban Ocon is. Hamilton's going to be the only one who's going to start this race. What Hamilton needs to do here is to get as far ahead as possible of the rest of the field. Otherwise, he is going to lose out big time. It's going to be lights out and away we go for Lewis Hamilton only. The race leader is the only driver who's not come into the pit lane to change tyres. Now, he can race full blast down towards turn one. There's nobody behind him and through he goes. But out now, into the race comes the Williams of George Russell, who is up in a second place. Then Ocon, then Vettel, then then Latifi, then Sonoda, and then Sainz, then Raikkonen and Alonso. That's right. We were left with Lewis Hamilton sitting alone on the grid to start a race. Honestly, it's seared into my brain. He then ended up at the back of the grid having to fight all his way through. That is going to be one of the moments of the year as well. Moving on to number three. Cody's top five. Cody's top five moments of the year so far. Now, look. I'm just going to say uh, Hamilton and Verstappen collide. Or does that narrow it down? That's because we're having a double feature right now. Ooh, ooh, didn't know I could do that, did you? Didn't know I could pull the strings. Let's start off with Silverstone, the British Grand Prix. Oh, what a star. Hey, you don't go too into cops like that. You don't take cops like that, or do you? Take a listen to the moment of impact between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton at the start of the British Grand Prix, including the crowd erupting, celebrating Lewis Hamilton getting away without too much damage to the car, as well as the phone conversations between Christian Horner, Toto Wolff, and sassy Michael Massey. That's when he was born, my friend. Take a listen. And it's lights out and away we go. Once again, Max Verstappen gets a decent start. Not as good as yesterday. Hamilton is right with him. Leclerc is already ahead of Bottas. Verstappen's ahead of Lewis Hamilton going through the second turn. It's the Red Bull, but Hamilton's coming back. Into Village we go. It is Verstappen from Hamilton. Then Leclerc, Bottas and Ricardo ahead of his teammate da Lando Norris. Verstappen's going to have to weave like crazy. Hamilton got a better drive off the loop. He will be faster. Down the Wellington straight into not, Brooklyn. Not going to get a chance to weave because already Hamilton is with them. They almost touch. They go into Brooklyn. Verstappen stays ahead. The crowd roar their approval for this. The two championship contenders giving it everything. It's not over yet because Hamilton gets another slipstream all the way down the old pit straight into Cops Corner. These are critical corners for this Grand Prix. Hamilton's going to try again. This time on the inside. A continent touch. Verstappen is out of the race and that's a big crash into the cops. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen coming together. Hamilton continues on 
Charles Leclerc now leads the British Grand Prix, but for the second time this season, Hamilton and Verstappen clash and tangle on the opening lap, but this time it is ending in dramatic consequences for the championship leader. It was the merest of touches, but it was enough, and look how the wheel has come loose from the rim uh, as well. The tyres come loose from the rim. I said it wasn't over yet, didn't I, as they came out of Luffield. Was there a bit more room to the right that Hamilton should have been finding? They, hasn't, yes, red flag. They need to repair that tyre barrier. Michael, have you got a minute? Hello. Yeah, Michael, look, that corner, he was never anywhere near alongside. Every driver that's driven at this circuit knows you do not stick a wheel up the inside at Cops. You know, that's an enormous accident. And it was 100% Max's corner. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, full blame lays on Hamilton, who should never have been in that position. So, uh, you know, you could have had a massive, you know, accident. Thank God he's walked away unscathed. So I hope you're going to deal with it appropriately. Understood, Christian. That's why it's just gone up now that things have calmed down for a second as under investigation by the students. Michael, this is Toto. Go ahead, Toto. Uh, Michael, I just sent you an email um, with the diagrams where the car should be. Did you receive that? Uh, Toto, I don't uh, access my emails during a race deliberately because I concentrate on the race. Uh, yeah, then you should maybe look at this because there is something with the rules and coming up. Toto, go, feel free to go upstairs and see the stewards directly. Oh, but that's only part one. Part two was then when these two collide in Monza. Only about three or four weeks ago. Hamilton now does come into the pits. It's a little bit slow as well, but not half as slow as it was for Max Verstappen. 4.2 seconds. Hamilton comes out onto the racetrack now. And is he going to be ahead of Lando Norris? That's the big key. No, he's not. And there's Max Verstappen right behind Hamilton into the first chicane once again. It's wheel to wheel. Hamilton and Verstappen. Oh. And this time Verstappen and Hamilton have crashed out. And they are both out. As Hamilton came from his pit stop, rejoined the racetrack. Lando Norris was ahead. And in their desperation to stay ahead and to get ahead, the two championship protagonists have taken each other to the Italian Grand Prix. Did Verstappen have enough space in the uh, initial part of that chicane? And then did he try and get a bit cheeky in the second part? No, Max hasn't done anything wrong there. Max's car hit the rollover hoop of Lewis's car. Yeah. That's where the damage has come from. He hits the sausage curve as well. That's what throws him back into the path of Lewis and then up into the air uh, when his car makes contact with the Mercedes. Yeah. That's it. It was a moment indeed where Verstappen's car was on top of Lewis Hamilton. Rear tire hit Hamilton in the head. Hamilton's still trying to reverse out. He wants to get back on the track. Max looks over, walks back on the longest walk ever back to that pit. I just remember watching that going, is he still walking back? It only happened on the second or third corner. Why, are, why, is, he, why is he still walking back? And that was moment number three. Moment number two in... Caldi's top five. Caldi's top five moments of the year so far. Number two. That same race, Monza, Italian Grand Prix. I don't know. How about Big Dick Danny Rick? Ooh. Ooh. Give a dog a bone if you don't mind. Uh, he went out and got his first win in the McLaren. I don't know. Is that something special? Is that some, Is that a moment? Oh my God, let's take a listen to him cross the line and get that huge victory. Shoeys all around for everyone. 
He left Red Bull. He went to Renault. He's gone to McLaren. He's going to get the victory now. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Lando Norris comes home to make it a 1-2 for the men from Woking. Sergio Perez comes home to take third on the road, but he drops down to fifth because of that five-second time penalty. Bottas on the podium for an eighth time this season ahead of Leclerc. Sainz, Stroll, Alonso, Russell and Ocon complete the top 10, start the celebrations for McLaren. Ricardo's done it. <laughs> yeah! He won! But he did it! <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> and the number one moment of the year in... Cody's top five moments of the year number one now look it wasn't even a win it's not even a crash but we're going back to hungry because george russell and nicholas latifi in a fucking williams scored some points and it's a moment that's been building up for years now anyone watching in the last three or four years you know williams are shit you know they've struggled They've struggled financially. They've struggled with leadership. They've struggled with the car itself, the drivers. Nothing worked for them. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what's happened, but now they're getting into Q3, or well, one of them, Q3 every single weekend. You know, George Russell scored as many points as Sergio Perez in the last six races. He's now got 16 total points, but let's go back to Hungary when George Russell and Nicholas Latifi get the first points for Williams in some time and that was Cody's top five Cody's top five moments of the year so far now did I miss out on any I know I did hit me up at the socials at Parker in my firm mate Twitter Facebook Instagram that's it Facebook and Instagram and letting you play around I think it's back up and running again I just had a little look before slid into a few DMs as you do as you do just before a show just last minute cancellations one I mean, I was meant to have Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen both on for an interview. They cancelled again. I can't believe it. Klaus, can you believe it? He can't believe it either. He's shaking. He's eating a breath first fight now. Put it down, Klaus. We're doing a show. Look, that was... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 moments of the year so far. Let me know which ones I've missed out on. And I cannot wait for the moments to come. Turkish Grand Prix coming up, baby! Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another show. Episode 77? Are you kidding me? I've done 77 of these? Damn. Going quick. Two times a week, baby. Episode 77 is done and dusted. Obviously. Head over to parkinginmyfairmate.com if you need to pick up any of the merch and download any of the shows that you've missed out on in the past. Better yet, subscribe. And follow on your podcast listening device. That way you won't miss out on anything. Get to hear me two times a week, baby. Head over to the socials at Parker and my Fairbay on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide in the DMs. I'll catch you. You won't hurt yourself. And as always, boys and girls, I'll be back in a few days' time to break down everything going to happen in the Turkish Grand Prix gobble gobble. But of course, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.